Hello and welcome to the NFL Blitz. Coming up on today's show, we review the opening game of the NFL season as the champion Chiefs kick off the win over the Houston Texans. We preview all of the games on week one of the NFL season as Breeze takes on Brady, the Patriots begin their new era with Newton, and the Washington football team take the field for the first time without a racist name. Plus, Jalen Ramsey is rich, Burrow is captain, and Bill Murray is apparently an NFL player. That's all coming up on Saturday's NFL Blitz. And welcome to the show today. I hope this podcast finds you in good health as per usual. We've finally had our first game of the 2020 NFL season and does it feel good to be back? Yep, incredible. Incredible's pushing it. We'll get on to this later, but it was an okay game um, between the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. Honestly, it's just really nice to see it back. And as I'll mention later, seeing the sort of stuff... Before the game, the Black National Anthem, taking the knee, the unity stand, it was all absolutely fantastic. And just to drive out any racists, before we begin, black lives do indeed matter. We'll mention it now because we didn't mention it on the actual main recording, but Joe Burrow is captain of the Cincinnati Bengals, which you don't really see with rookies. Um, I know it's a quarterback position, and most quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, tend to be captains of their team, but... Just weird with a rookie. I don't think Kyler Murray was a captain last season. So, this is quite different. And, yeah, just found that a bit surprising, to be honest. But best of luck to him. But not too much luck, obviously, because they're in the FC North. And Steelers in the FC North. Steelers play the Giants on the Monday Night Football. And, uh, I'm, I'm not comfortable the thing I don't mention later on is that it's kind of a great unknown playing a team with a new coaching staff and, you know, the first full year of a new quarterback and it just, maybe it's because it's an NFL Blitz Derby, obviously Will being a Giants fan, me being a Steelers fan, and because everyone is so hyping us up this year, we've had picks for um, a trip to the Super Bowl and people saying we should absolutely walk this game so i'm i'm not confident i ended up deciding who i was going to pick on a coin toss which you will hear later on in the show okay and with nothing more to be said let's get underway with another episode of the nfl blitz joining me today as per usual co-presenters josh and will started with josh hello hi there alex how are you yeah i'm good thanks how are you yeah not too bad very very glad to see the return of the nfl and glad to have you know a high scoring uh, game to start off with. We are yeah. now one and zero, and I'm looking forward to going unbeaten throughout all our predictions this season. So, quick question: According to NFL Europe, and we'll go into this later, the NFL Store, Tua has the second highest selling jersey in Europe over the summer. Is that a surprise? It is a little bit of a surprise, but it's not completely out there. As mm. in, um, one of the most exciting. Uh, players the Dolphins have drafted in quite a while and the Dolphins always seem to have a a really big fan base over here I think they're like the third highest after the Patriots and um, I'm not sure who else but they do have a a surprisingly big following for a team who hasn't done well in the last few decades I'd imagine it's uh, for the same reason you know a lot of people do is Miami did quite well in the 80s and 90s when people started to watch the NFL sort of over yeah, here. Yeah. I'm guessing it's that, but it, it is surprising that they are so, they are so widely followed. But um, 
they do have a massive following in the UK, so no surprise that Tua is up there. And hello, Will. And hello. It was really nice to watch Thursday night football for once in a time where I could get to bed by midnight. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. Weirdly <laughs> enough. I, yeah. I'm okay, though. I'm, I'm conscious. I'm awake. Um, out of interest, you're in Carolina now. Yeah, North are Carolina. You have you started to develop a soft spot, or are you planning to develop a soft spot for the Panthers? I might if Cam Newton was still there. As he is not, and the team is basically in full rebuild mode, that would just be another added source of stress in my life. So <laughs> I am avoiding that right now. That's always Duke. I don't know how they do in football. So no, they had Daniel not Jones good. there. That's not, not surprising. This is, this is why we, we are a basketball school zion Woo. Woo. <laughs> anyway let's go into the first game of the new season then houston texans 20 kansas city chiefs 34 the champs started their season the right way houston took the lead before kansas responded with 31 unanswered points that seems familiar <laughs> Houston did get going again in the fourth quarter, but it was too little too late. Mahomes was brilliant with a pass rating of 123.3. Deshaun Watson couldn't respond with just 84.5, including that interception, of course. Uh, massive credit, by the way, for the pre-game ceremony with the um, Black National Anthem, allowing players to take a knee, um, the unity stand. Um, I guess we have to get it out of the way. Some fans were booing that unity stand. Great. I think that, to me, proves it was never about the flag. It was never about disrespecting yeah. the flag or disrespecting the military. They just don't want equality. That's what? Sick. You mean they're using American symbols as a proxy for extreme beliefs? No, never. I, can't I mean, believe you have it. shocked me, Alex. Us politics students, we don't see that. No, yeah. not at all. Uh, yeah. Anyway, on a much more, on a much I lighter note. Lighter note. Yeah. On a much lighter note, Andy Reid's face shield. That's <laughs> great. Yes. Is he? Is he really funny? Because I think in the second half, it started to rain and drizzle a bit more, and I comment to you that the conditions on the field were finally matching that in uh, the conditions inside of Andy Reid's face mask. Yeah, absolutely. It was brilliant. Um, uh, when did this game seem over to you? Because for me, it was pretty much as soon as the Chiefs took the lead for the first time. I thought that Texans aren't going to come back. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I basically said after they scored 31 unanswered because I <laughs> really can't. Like, Deshaun Watson is the king of scoring points in garbage time to avoid um, avoid the score looking as bad as it was, but it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, yeah. You feel like the Chiefs, once they get going, they're never really stopping. You know, it takes an awful lot to do that. Yeah. And... No, I was going to say once once they get the bit between their teeth, there's there's really only one hey, outcome. Hey, isn't no, that? we have two horse teams. We are not mixing perfectly good metaphors that we can use <laughs> for the Broncos or the Colts this year. <laughs> See, Will's a professional, Josh. Take no. He he's a authentic American. Authentic uh, American. I, I yes. am truly yes. the authentic American. Yes. I'll tell you who's authentically a great running back in the NFL now. Clyde for Glide. Clyde, Clyde Edward Tiller. 25 carries, 138 yards, one touchdown. MVP. MVP. <laughs> I just, I finally remember, I, you know, like I, I was 
I commented to you just before this, and I was thinking yesterday that Andy Reid finally figured out what a running back was. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, now this has opportunities. Why wasn't I informed of this before? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's exactly how Andy Reid speaks. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, he had such a fun, you know, he had a lot of fun time basically just being like, well... See if you can stop the running game, and if you can't, I'm just going to keep on doing it. So he kept on doing it, and they couldn't stop the running game. Yeah. And honestly, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was amazing. No preseason games, and he comes in looking like he's been a part of that offense for years. Hmm. I mean, it really helps that so. his scheme at... Yeah, I mean, his scheme at LSU was, was very similar to the one that he's using now in the NFL. Yeah. But, I mean, my gosh... He looked amazing last night. Mm. Um, according to NFL research, after his 27-yard touchdown run, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire became the first player with 100-plus rush yards and a rushing TD in an NFL debut since wow. Saquon Barkley in Week One, um, 2018, against the Jaguars. So big. That's seriously impressive. Yeah, and the Texans are. Well, actually, no, the Jaguars did have a really good defense. Yeah, no, I just remembered back back in the, the olden days of yore when the Saxonville Abbey was a yeah. thing. Yeah, all the way back in 2018. Do you remember 2018? Oh. Ah, what a time. What a time to be alive. I don't remember before January 1st, 2020, because that is another world. January 1st, yeah. 2020 was, and this is true, five centuries ago. Seems about right, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's about where I am. Right, now, I, I want to get this out of the way because it has been driving me a bit insane. Sure. The Texans were trailing 31-13. They score a touchdown with under three minutes remaining, 31-19. And they went for one point to make it 31-20, an 11-point deficit. I Wouldn't mean, they have they been better go going for, for two? They tried going for two points earlier, and that but, went... Yeah, I wonder poorly. if that's why, but there's no difference between an 11 point... Uh, I guess there is, actually. Okay, never mind, I've just thought about it. I, I removed my... Uh, then again, you're still going to have to go for a two-point play later on anyway. Yeah. If yeah, you but that, you're hoping at that point, I think, that the defense is a little more gassed, so you might have an easier time finding some, Yeah. Like... Okay, fair enough. I removed my objection. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, partway through this game, just tweeted, Grateful. Um, I mean, I would be as well if I was getting paid, what, $39 million a year? Yeah, but just grateful to not be on the Texans anymore. Yeah. I mean, also oh, wait, Yeah, wait, what is DeAndre Hopkins getting paid? All right, he is only $12.5 million. For some reason, I was thinking of uh, Sean Watson's. Oh, that's just pocket thing. change in that case. How, how yeah. does he yeah. even live? Like, Yeah. Well, there was the example of, um, I can't remember, um, Spreewell, Mark, was it Marcus Spreewell in the NBA who was on something like six million a year uh, with the Timberwolves? And when he was talking about wanting more money, he was like, "I've got kids to feed, I've got to put food <laughs> on the table." I was like, How "You want like six children? million a year?" <laughs> yes, unless yeah. you're literally feeding all of mini of Minneapolis, then yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I tell you who was in attendance though, and um, the Queen. The Queen went. What what do we yeah. make of this? Was this interesting to see the Queen in Kansas? Wait, what? Crowdy. Oh, for God's <laughs> there was sake. Also, she was sat next to Marilyn Monroe and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, truly a, you know, a, a grand collection of celebrity. It shows how big the NFL is becoming. Yeah. yeah. When you can attract this that is... sort of 
This is the growth names. we want to see. Yeah, it, it is absolutely. So on the preview podcast, I said that the Texans were really good opponents for the Chiefs for the opening game because it'd be a really exciting fixture. In hindsight, was I just being stupid? I mean, if no. we're being fair, the Texans' defense did a better job than I thought they would do. Yeah, you know, so J.J. Watt actually games. came out and showed that when he's healthy, he is a really, really exciting player still, you know. Um, Clyde Rudes-Hilaire, for all that we give him rightfully deserved praise, had a lot of trouble on the goal line trying to get in for more touchdowns to the chagrin of fantasy players everywhere. Uh, mostly because J.J. Watt was just there, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Giving him the business. Mm. So, it's a bit of a vague question, but what does this tell us about the Chiefs and Texans going forward? Because one is a small sample size. Chiefs good, Texans maybe okay Meh. if they can get any semblance yeah. of an O-line. The issue is that they ha- they've had a lot of change to the roster and no preseason games. So yeah. it is. I think it is worth taking this Texans admittedly quite poor performance with a pinch of salt yeah, for the time no. being. That's fair. Um, it wasn't awful, actually. Um, it wasn't like awful say, once they woke up. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and like you yeah, say, they, they grew into it. they in the fourth it. quarter. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's a bit d- too late to wake up. Yeah. Do you think this says as much about the Chiefs, though, as impressive as they were? Um, I feel like they're going to have to either go on a run or beat someone far more defensively resolute than that to mm. show that they are definitely Super Bowl bounds next year. Yeah. I mean... You know, obviously it would look that way, but it, it doesn't. I don't know if it. I agree with you, Alex. Uh, ultimately, you can't say a lot off that one game, but again, the Chiefs look promising, and it's yeah. not awful for the Texans. Not brilliant, yeah. but not damning either. Yeah, I mean, for the Chiefs, you can only beat what's in front of you anyway, so. Exactly. We're yeah. not and I mean, overly concerned. Look, Mahomes had a. What was it? Like a three touchdown game? Yeah, yeah. Um. Let me, uh, you see, you made a comment about me being professional earlier, but now I have to look at Mahomes' stats. So, yeah, he had a 75% completion rate, 211 yards, three touchdowns. In a mo- in a game where he was handing the ball off to a running back a lot more than usual, you know? Mm. Like, Patrick Mahomes good? That's not a very, you know, controversial statement at this point. Hot take. Um, yeah. <laughs> But the, I think what's really interesting to see here is that he gets these stats, which most people would consider pretty good stats for any game, when he's in game manager mode and handing the ball off a lot. When he's so, doing his best impression of Alex Smith. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he is absolutely going to be a tear on the offense this year. I look really forward to what happens when... Um, they start shifting it more towards the passing game because, you know, we all know Andy Reid is, is really good at doing that. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing what people like Steve Spagnuolo can do on the defense. Yeah, absolutely. The Houston Texans are 0-1 and hosting the Baltimore Ravens next week. The Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs are 1-0 and and travelling to the Los Angeles Chargers. So far, stadium! Uh, what's, your, what's your... What did you make of it? It's so fine. <laughs> anyway, before we go into the previews, I don't know, um, Josh, if you've seen 
Gavin Neville and Jamie Carragher picking NFL games this week, but they were part of um, Sky Sports NFL's Pick'em, or whatever it's called. I can't say um, half now. Well, good God. Um, Jamie Carragher, when asked about the um, game between the Dolphins and Patriots, said, quote, I'm expecting a lot of points in this one. I am. I think it'll be an end-to-end game as they normally are, NFL. But I'm going for the, I'm going for the Cowboys, Dave. I think it'll be their year. <laughs> Dolphins, Patriots. We don't um, even get paid to do this. Yeah, meanwhile, Gary Neville said, um, he, when he was previewing the Saints books, he said that he was going to pick the Saints against the books because, and I'm quoting, you can't go against Brady, unquote. Uh, <laughs> Um, so he then clarified that. There. <laughs> he clarified that by back. saying Brady used to play for the Saints. Brady did not play for the Saints. <laughs> At any point in his career, Brady has never shirted up with a Saints uniform. Uh, so, uh, do they not have earpieces in? Uh, I assume they do. Assume Was someone not yeah. shouting down this earpiece? Well, luckily the presenter, Dave Jones, actually did seem to know something about the NFL at least, because he corrected it immediately. I will say, if they were wearing an earpiece, all they probably heard was a loud bang as every NFL fan shot himself. <laughs> Fair. Just in the studio. It's just, but, they yeah. walk in and it's... Gavi and Jamie did predictions for every game they didn't show them all but they had a list of predictions for every single game and i'll be honest lads if we don't beat them what does that say about us <laughs> so we need that to get these predictions right via flipping a coin i assume i think yeah. it says more about them truth be told if they're getting paid extortion sums where is my money sky sports i mean in all fairness they're not being paid to do the nfl <laughs> thank <That's>... god <laughs> Look, put me on like i don't know Will, are you coming on a beautiful game next year? Um, oh, if I, I knew anything that. about Premier League football. <laughs> well, apparently but... not knowing anything about sports doesn't <laughs> stop you from compensating on them. Only so... if I get paid. <laughs> That's a good point. Anyway, let's go into the previews and we're going to go around the room and preview each game from week one of the NFL season. We'll be predicting as we go along and when we come to a team who we think is guaranteed to win, we'll be locking that team up. We can only do this once a week, and I have the first pick this week. And there's only one place to go. We all want to see how Tom Brady does it with the New Orleans Saints, so um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go Buccaneers at Saints. Uh. First thing to mention, Mike Evans is still day-to-day. They don't know if he's going to start. They probably won't know until Sunday, so great. That's wonderful. And my, my first question... Antoine Winfall Jr. said his dad's reaction to him telling him he was starting was just to say, go out there and handle business. So, will the Bucks handle business? Tom Brady last year, 24 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, a pass rating of 88, which was 17 from the NFL. What what Tom Brady do we expect to see this time round? I think we see, again, a Tom Brady who has serious weapons for probably the second time in his career, (laughs) uh, you know, barring that undefeated season. I think that we'll have to see, this will be a test of how well the Bucs defense can match with what they built on the offense, which is, you know, not a dream team, but something pretty close to it, just given how many um, good pieces they have. Mm. 
And I think from the Saints, we're just going to see how well the uh, O-line has taken Drew Brees' apology. (laughs) Just to go into the pass offense for Tampa, last year, first in yards per game, 302.8, and third in points per game, 28.6. So it was already a really good offense anyway, and I think the only thing that they'll be expecting to change with Brady is is fewer interceptions. And I think he's absolutely more than capable of doing that. Middling pass defense for Saints last year, 14th in the NFL, but they didn't have Malcolm Jenkins, who um, obviously they do have this year. And the pass rush for the Saints last year was third best in the NFL. Nice. We'll come on to Drew Brees then. 27 touchdowns, four interceptions, a pass rate of 116.3 in the games he played. So, yeah. Good. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what what question I was going to ask there, so long as the O-line have forgiven him. Yeah. More of the same. He should, he should do reasonably well, yeah. I think this is the first time we have starting QBs over 40 on each side, isn't it? Oh, gosh. It's the seniors game. Yeah. it's. I'm not going to go through through um, like the history of the NFL to check no. that. But I, I think yeah, that's no. about right. Yeah, um, sounds right. This is... This is really difficult truth be told um i i don't i was gonna say i don't envy brady but the opposite the like you say the weapons he's got at his disposal now he must feel like in dreamland compared to last season going yeah. from a a receiving core or lack of one to to this and josh yeah nikhil harvey <laughs> oh my mistake <laughs> yeah he he's the one player i can remember who isn't julian edelman so as much as it's a diss on Nikhil Havi, it's a bigger diss on the people we're not mentioning because we genuinely can't remember who they are yeah another thing to mention for the saints obviously michael thomas coming back 149 receptions 1725 yards last season and now they have emmanuel sanders the Bucks passed defence 17th in the NFL last season. Alvin Kamara, though, will have more of a challenge. He comes up against the best rush defence in the league last season in Tampa Bay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, then, let's start with the predicting. We're all 1-0 going into this game, thanks to the Chiefs' win against the Texans. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are taking on the New Orleans Saints, and I'm going for a Saints win. Yeah, I have the Saints as well. Oof. This is, I think it's going to be really, really close, whatever. Um, I'm saying Saints by not more than three points, though. Oh, I think there's, there's a field goal in this. The main thing here, I think, is um, just how experienced the Saints are at working together at this point. Like, a lot of these pieces have been around each other for a very long time. So I feel like they just know each other more than Tom Brady does his offense. Yeah, yeah. And no preseason either. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Josh, you have the next pick. Okay, and I am going to go with uh, Cardinals at 49ers. Cardinals at 49ers, okay. Yeah, um, I'm just quite interested to see how the, um, the 49ers bounce back after... Obviously, that disappointment in the Super Bowl, and how, yeah, just how they're gonna the play. You've seen what the Chiefs have done and how they've continued their momentum. Are we gonna see uh, a real fight back this season from the 49ers, and can they kick it off against this Cardinal side? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jimmy G is going to be vital because both games last year when the Cardinals um, faced the 49ers, Jimmy G was instrumental for past the pass game was most important. 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, a pass rate of 102. And he's coming up against the 31st pass defence in the league. I was going to say best there, but I thought <laughs> that's pushing it. Um, there's no real changes in the secondary. They did add Jordan Phillips, so, you know, how are they not Super Bowl favourites? Just thanks to Jordan Phillips. Um, <laughs> the question I wanted to ask, Kyler Murray last year won... Rookie offensive player of the year, Scott Larry Fitzgerald. He's now got DeAndre Hopkins as well. So, are we particularly worried about there being a sophomore slump? Not with that talent around him, I'm not. No, hmm. uh, I'd agree. I'd agree there. See, the biggest sophomore slump last year was the fun times in Cleveland today um, <laughs> oh, team. So, yeah, and Baker Mayfield. Bad. So, yeah, he should have less worries. Issue is for Kyler Murray. He is coming up against the, pe- the best pass defence in the league. I, I mean, I, I know, right? 49ers, best pass defence, stunning. <laughs> I, I give you all of the very shocking statistics over here. <laughs> and, of course, they've also got the gold rush. Kyler Murray has to be able to use his feet in this game if they want to win, which I'm pretty sure I said in both previews of the game last season, if we did do two previews of this game. But... The cards have the 26th ranked O-line. I found what Aww. I was looking for. So, That's... yeah, it's the gold rush going up against the 26th ranked <laughs> O-line. When, yeah. when I say that doesn't bode well, I mean, I can see the apocalypse, but... <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen the apocalypse at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, by the way... That's your warning, Josh. The best way to beat the 49ers is through the rush, 17th in rush defence, and meanwhile, Cardinals have the 10th best rush offence, led by Kenyon Drake. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) If I say no enough, I can speak it out of existence. (laughs) What, are you going to speak Kenyon Drake out of existence? Yes. Oh my god, this picture I have of him is fading. (laughs) Yes. We, like, we, um, we back to the future. We'll demanifest it. Yes, <laughs> I don't. I don't like the fact you now have not one player but two players full of ammunition for me this season. It's not <laughs> I, I, the NFL is just handing you weapons at this point. It's not fair. I like the idea. Roger Goodell is listening to this and going, "Give the host more weapons." Yes, <laughs> that's absolutely what's going on. Obviously. Anyway, the Arizona Cardinals travelled to the San Francisco 49ers. I'm taking the 49ers win. Yep, I am also taking the 49ers to win. Uh, Likewise. And the third pick goes to Will. All right. Um, Being honest, there's not an amazing number of tight, close, cool games this week. So I am mostly going to go with the Packers v. Vikings. I am interested to see how these teams pan out. I'm interested to see what the Packers are doing ever and I'm interested to see what the Vikings look like and if they've found someone who can at least to a certain extent fill the hole that Stefan Diggs has left um I think that it's going to be interesting to see especially because they're you know the most likely candidates to take the division this year so whoever wins this game will get a pretty big leg up 
as far as things go with the schedule. And yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's always good to see Aaron Rodgers come back out. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be interesting to see uh, if he can do anything. And um, yeah. So, I mean, the first thing we want to talk about is the Green Bay offense. Last year, 18th in yards per game, 15th in points per game. If only there was some way to get better wide receiver talent, mm. that would have helped. Nudge, nudge. Imagine. That would have been useful, wouldn't it? And that's despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers had a season for the ages yet again. 26 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, a pass rating of 95.4. He still really relies on Devontae Adams. If only they could have alleviated that by getting another wide receiver. Imagine um, that. I think if Alan Lazard steps up, because he did look promising last year, then that's obviously going to be a big help for them. But are we optimistic? I, I wouldn't be too not, optimistic. Not massively, uh, truth yeah. is hard. They've got a good pass defence as well for Minnesota Vikings. 10th for the NFL last year, season. They have lost Xavier Rhodes. But they have replaced him in the draft 31st pick, Jeff Gladney, who will probably be starting. Aaron Jones needs to have a good game as well. Star man last season in both of the Packers' wins against the Vikings. But the Vikings have added Yannick Ngakwe to their rush defence, um, which ranked 23rd last season. He, he needs to be there to open up the play action for Kirk Cousins. He got 26 touchdowns, 6 interceptions and a pass rating of 107.4 last year. And, of course, Justin Jefferson needs to step up to replace Stefan Diggs. He was the 22nd pick in the draft, if I remember correctly. The Packers' pass defense in 2019 was sixth best. Yeah. That's just a stat avalanche. Indeed. Yep. I think it'll be interesting to see what um, how Minnesota can get to Aaron Rodgers, actually. Um, but I don't think... Is it um, Brian Belaga? who left in free agency and I don't actually see yes. them having another option at right tackle. Um, I think Rogers could be quite exposed actually this game. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get sacked a few times. Um, but like you say, he is a bit of a force unto himself and I don't know. You're saying there weren't too many close games here, Will, but this I think this could be quite this close. This is definitely one of the close games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So long as Aaron Rodgers turns up an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I mean, this one was definitely, like, the other big game I could see on the schedule. There's, like, one other one, but other than that, it's either going to be stuff I'm going to be glad that's on red zone or, you know, depression, like the Steelers-Giants <laughs> game. Anyway, the Green Bay Packers travel to the Minnesota Vikings. I am going to let Josh pick first because I made my mind up. Uh, I'm going for Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. I have the Packers here, actually. I Ooh, think that Kirk Cousins does not have a high a ceiling as Aaron Rodgers does, and I think that the loss of Stephon well, Diggs is going to be a lot more uh, detrimental to this organization than, you know. Yeah, but at least they still actually have a wide receiver. <laughs> that is true, but at the same time, I trust in the ability of Aaron Rodgers to yeah. elevate what he has. See, you the know, issue like, is... Has, you know, last okay. year we were saying, oh, you know, like Tom Brady doesn't have a lot of wide receiver talents, but no one thinks like Tom Brady has the the raw athletic muscle to power through and elevate his receivers, um, whereas I think Aaron Rodgers does. Fair enough. The issue is that 
usually when we have a game where I can't separate the two sides, I just pick the home team based on home field advantage. So that method's gone. That's great. Yeah. Okay, I have the next pick then, and I'm I'm probably going to surprise here by going Dolphins Patriots. I think Ooh. this is a good game. First of all, before we start talking about this game itself, the Miami Dolphins have released a video before the kickoff of the Chiefs Texans yesterday, explaining why they will not be going coming out of the locker room for either the Black National Anthem or the actual U.S. National Anthem. Um, including the words, no more fluff, no more empty gestures. They want the owners of NFL teams to actually start putting money into social justice issues. Really good video. It, it's worth watching if you want to yeah. see how they SMS'd all out for this year. And it was just yeah. incredibly well produced and well done by the Miami Dolphins. So major credit to them for that. Yeah. Byron Jones, the cornerback who came over from Dallas Cowboys, is day-to-day -day in this game. That's obviously the biggest concern for the Miami Dolphins. Apparently, sure. and I'm not sure if this is true, I haven't checked it yet, but apparently there's been a change at quarterback for the Patriots. Did anyone else say about this? I think I did. You know, sometimes it's kind of hard to follow off-season news. Yeah. yeah. Especially you you hear rumours, but, yeah. you know... Yeah. It's not one of them big things, is it? No, not really. Yeah. It's not like when Jeff Garcia went to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Jeff Garcia came out of. <laughs> or Richard O'Donnell to be... Or was it Neil O'Donnell? I can't even remember his name. He played for the yeah, Steelers. Exactly. Bobby Brister to the Jets. It's not that. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Cam Newton in his... What is an incredibly limited sample size, an 86.1 passer rating last year and he is obviously going to depend on everyone's favorite wide receiver of Patriots say it with me three two one Nikhil Havik now Julian Harry. Edelman <laughs> 1117 yards last season who was the second best wide receiver on the Patriots or should I say receiver I couldn't tell you uh if you're Nicole naming Harry, a wide receiver you're wrong it's James White the running back <laughs> oh 645 yards so that's oh, great. Boy. If there's anything that's going to help, Miami did have the 29th rated pass defense last year. Oh, However, sure. they have made key additions. Um, the third of their first round draft picks, Noah Igbenogany. Yes, got it right. Uh, Byron Jones, who of course is day to day at the moment, and Xavier Howard, all in the backfield. Cal Van Noy is also returning to Foxborough as a Dolphin. This time around, Ryan Fitzpatrick will be starting for the Miami Dolphins. 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, an 85.5 passer rating. He led the 12th best pass offense in 2019. And as much as the Patriots' pass defense was good last year, they've all gone. Mm, so, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And Miami also had the 31st best rush off best again. The 31st rated. Offen rush offense in the NFL, but they have added Jordan Howard and Matt Breeder, and the rush is the Patriots' defensive weakness. Oh, the Patriots also second in takeaway. The Dolphins gave up 26 turnovers, but again, that battle is shifting in the Dolphins' favor. Yeah, I'll let Josh talk about this game for a bit now, since he's an actual <laughs> Dolphins fan. Um, I'm really excited. Actually, we've had a, a fair few new additions, um, a massive shakeup actually, and. It's interesting to see how a few of those those boys will gel. 
uh, not the greatest game to start with. You know, it's a bit of a baptism of fire at Voxborough. But mm, I don't think this is going like. <laughs> to... At the end of the day, um, the general consensus is New England by 70% and by an average of 7.7 .7 points. I don't buy that at all. I think it'll be a lot closer than that, um, yeah. especially if Matt Breeder can get going. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what um, you know we can do on offense, and if we can really, really get at uh, that Patriots defense, which, like you say, has been depleted. Um, I think Preston Williams could have a, a really good game actually, and it could be a massive beneficiary of uh, the aggression and downfield throws that Fitzpatrick shows. Um, so yeah, I am quite excited, even though not massively optimistic. Although I do think everyone else is being too pessimistic, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Okay then, from Fox, but it's the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. It is going to be close, but I am taking the Patriots win. I yeah. uh, take the Dolphins. Oh, nice. Uh, I will no, say the Patriots, I mean, begrudgingly. Again, Cam Newton is having to throw to Julian Edelman's increasingly battered frame and <laughs> no one... Uh, or his running backs, apparently. And the Dolphins have a team that seems to be on the upswing. It feels weird saying that given the performances last year, yeah. especially the ones at the start. But towards the end, they were actually doing things. Like yeah. You know what? Things. Can I can I change my prediction? Can I be yeah, bold go and it. go for the Dolphins? Go yeah. Look at you booting for your own side. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, Josh, you have the next pick. Sure. Um, just going through to try and see if there's a vaguely close game here after that. And okay, um, Bears Lions. That's oh gosh. That's it's not the most star-studded. Uh, that's quite a good one as well. Um, but that's reasonably close, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Um, so which one are you doing? Uh, Bears Lions. Josh, Josh, yes. Josh. Why? I, I, I put in work. I previewed and wrote notes for 14 of 15 games. Was I only left out for one that I thought was worse. <laughs> it's this one. Rachel, should I go for another one and we'll. Uh, no, end it's fine, it's fine. You used to do this last year. No, no, that's okay. Um, I've, I've had a sudden, pre a sudden premonition that will, in fact, take me. To uh, uh, Colts Jags, Colts Jags, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. Um, I feel bad now. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, actually, saying that, um, the Jags haven't massively been able to cope with Philip Rivers. I think that's fair. Uh, he, uh, his record against them is seven and two. Um. Okay, he might be 38 now, but he's facing a Jags defense, which is, you know, not really being blooded yet. It's quite unproven. Um, I think that's 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 quite fair. I think the Colts could have a day on rushing, actually. Um, the Jags are, I think it's fair to say, yeah. on the rebuild, um, and the Colts were seventh in rushing, so they could do quite well there. Um, yeah, quite an interesting matchup. Yeah, Jags 28th in rush defence as well in 2019. No Calais Campbell or Yannick Ngokwe returning either. So, 
Good luck with that. Marlon <laughs> Mack, 1,091 yards, eight touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton needs a much better year. He only got about 500 yards last season in 10 games. Depends what Philip Rivers shows up last year. 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, and 88.5 passer rating. The Colts' pass defense was 26th, which is good news for Gardner Minshew with his 91.2 passer rating. They've added Tyler Eifert as well. The only bad news for the Jag Jagson pass game is that Xavier Rose and TJ Cavi are in the backfield now for the Colts with DeForest Buckner on the D-line. That was fast. I did, did all of them. Yeah. That's impressive. Fun. Does yeah, anyone else I mean, have any notes on this game? Hopefully we'll see if it was the right move to take Philip Rivers instead of Cam Newton for the Colts. I yeah, personally fair think enough. Cam would have probably been better. Yeah, same here. Um, mm. it, you, like you said, it's interesting to see which Philip Rivers will turn up. Um, but, you know, he's still, still a good addition and we'll be interested to see what he does in a Colts jersey. Yeah, I mean, the reason they went from... Jacoby Brissett to Philip Rivers said so they thought Brissett was a bit too conservative. Philip Rivers is a bit more, we'll go with the word gung-ho when it yeah. comes to the pass. <laughs> yes. When it comes to passing the football. Anyway, do we think the Colts will win? The Indianapolis Colts are travelling to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not only do I think the Colts will win, I'm guaranteeing the Colts will win. I am locking Colts. I'll go Colts as well. I won't lock. Yeah, no, Colts. I'm not going to lock them because that's another game of mine, but yeah. Yeah. See, the reason I went for Colts is because I locked... I locked the Ravens last year in week one because the only thing I could go off was which team is tanking, and that was the Dolphins. So <laughs> yeah. it seemed safest to, tank, to lock against the team who were tanking, and that's what I think is happening this year. So... Uh, See, my philosophy is slightly different, yeah. but we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. Will you have the next pick? Yeah, so my next pick is one I mentioned to Josh. It is Cowboys versus Rams. Nice. And this is going to be interesting because this is basically the matchup of teams who have failed to reach their potential. The Superboy, Superboy. The Super Bowl <laughs> hangover for the Rams was pretty bad last year. And in my opinion, they did a very not so smart thing by trading away basically their entire future to try and win now yeah which didn't work too well last year uh and it'll honestly be interesting to see if sean mcveigh was able to kind of uh get everyone in the team working how he wanted them to and if uh that's going to be a thing if, if the Rams can contend. Sadly, they're in the NFC West, which is basically the Thunderdome of NFC divisions <laughs> right now. Um, you know, with just so many good teams. And the Rams, unfortunately, are on the kind of lower end of that. The Cowboys, on the other hand, under Jason Garrett, who is now our offensive coordinator, um, because that phrase gets more sour in my mouth every time I say it, uh, the Cowboys have also been a team with a bunch of talent, but nothing really to show for it. They lost the division last year to the Eagles, which is pretty embarrassing. Fun. So it really just goes to show that, like, look, these are teams that need to show that this year is the year that they're going to take back some of what they're owed just because of the talent on the roster and how good they look on paper. I'm not going to say it. 
I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. The Rams logo is dreadful. <laughs> it Sorry, is. I said and it. that's why I picked the Cowboys to win, because I think the Rams should be punished. I mean, in terms of aesthetics, there is only one winner. I don't think any of yeah. us like the Cowboys, but their uniforms are nice. I don't think anyone outside nice. of Dallas does. Yeah, that's a good point. So, very quickly then, the Rams had the fourth best pass offense last year in terms of yards per game, but they were only 11th in terms of points per game. So, best way to deal with that for me is through the run game, and that is why they've drafted Cam Akers to add to that Richardson guy who I've forgotten the name of. Um, the Cowboys... Richardson, by any chance? Yeah, his first name, John. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that myself, but I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not going to. Um, the Cowboys were poor in terms of defensive pass rating completion percentage last year. They've lost Byron Jones and Jeff Heath, so it's a really good game for Jared Goff to sort of build up his confidence. And I think that's what he needs more than anything at this point, is just confidence. Um, I, I think he's still... He, he is a quarterback who got to the Super Bowl, so he's not bad, I think. So, yeah, confidence much needed. The Rams were 26th in rush offense last year. As I said, needed the running back, and that's why they've got Cam Akers. The Cowboys are average at stopping the rush, but my big worry, the Rams are not great against the run. Rush, run defense, not good. And apparently the Cowboys have this guy called, um, let me get my notes up here, Ezekiel Elliott. So, Who? Never heard I, of him. Well, they yeah. bait him, apparently. Oh, um, so, yeah, it's not going to be great. And... Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. Really good offense all round. The Dallas Cowboys travels to the Los Angeles Rams. I am taking the Cowboys win. Uh, likewise. Yeah, I already mentioned that I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys on this one. Okay, I have the next pick then. And I am going to go for raiders panthers it's the start of a new era for both sides obviously the raiders are playing in vegas now and the panthers have removed everyone who <laughs> moved from the team last year luke keithley's retired there's no cam newton there's no greg olsen there's christian mccaffrey but that's pretty much it and of course a whole new defense with all the rookies in the universe on it so teddy bridgewater last year in the games he played i think there were five Nine touchdowns, two interceptions, a passer rating of 153.8. That shouldn't be possible. It helps as well then that today, today, tomorrow, he is going up against the second worst pass defence from 2019. And um, less great for run TMT, he's going up against the eighth best rush defence. Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in the league for the Raiders, 100. Um, 1,150 yards, 7 touchdowns, and he is not facing a good rush defence. The Panthers finished 29th in rush defence last year. Derek Carr, last year, 21 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, a 100.8 passer rating. They had the 11th best pass offence in the league, but they are only 24th in points per game. It's kind of like the Rams, and they're going up against the 12th best pass defence. But again, the big question for me is, what can we expect from the Carolina defense in general is there anything we can you know predict based on what we've seen because it is such a different defense this year i think you've hit the I nail think... on the head to be honest with you um yeah it's it is quite difficult prediction wise 
but um, I mean, I'll get onto the predictions, but I can only see it going one way. I just uh, feel like when you've got that much chop and change and no stability, it's never really going to work out. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, quite clearly Carolina is looking to begin the rebuild, which is why they got rid of everybody, though I imagine they would have liked to keep Luke Keekley. Um, yeah. You know, I think this game's going to be a shootout, most likely, because both of these defenses are not great. Um, but, you know, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how Derek Carr works. Um, I He's not great, but he is pretty good, and I'm also going to be really interested to see how Teddy Bridgewater develops away from the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. The... Las Vegas Raiders got it right. Are travelling to the Carolina Panthers. I'm taking the Raiders win. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders on this one as well. Uh, I'm also taking the Raiders and I'm locking this in. Ooh, big. I think Derek Carr will have enough. And I'd like to say I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, um, truth be told. Uh, I like Mm. the idea of a shootout. Um, Very end-to-end stuff. Neither of these fences are pretty good. But um, Las Vegas should have too much. Yeah. By the way, I was just going to say, when I, when I went back, ooh, sound, I thought, oh, I can save that as a sound bite for the future. And I realised, <clears throat> big trust. Uh, <laughs> Life this time. I thought it had died. <laughs> no. You know, I was it's listening bad. to the Super Bowl edition recently. Yeah. Oh, actually, that brings me on to another funny story in a bit. I was listening to the Super Bowl edition recently, and Will said, "It." I'm very glad that I won't have to hear that many more times. Yeah. Guess what, Will? <laughs> so, if you watched Millionaire, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on Thursday? Yeah. One of the first questions that came up in the show was who won the Super Bowl in 2020? And obviously, Kansas City Chiefs was one of the options. And my mum turned to me and said, Did you know that one, Alex? <laughs> I host an NFL show and, and write about the NFL. A lot. Website. Was she winding yeah. you up or was she genuinely like. No, she was genuinely asking. She's like, I didn't know you'd know that. I don't know everything that happens in Coronation Street, as if that's even a remote comparison. <laughs> and so I played her the Super Bowl, which is me going, welcome to the NFL Blitz, coming up today, the Kansas City Chiefs win their second Lombardi. That's just... Oh, this shocking. is the pettiness we strive for. I just stared at her with, like, a, a flat face for, like, the next 30 seconds after she asked. And it didn't help that before I'd, I'd sort of said... I'd, I'd already said the Chiefs like quite loudly so ugh, weird um, <laughs> Josh has got the next pick sure um, and I'm going for wait have we done Browns Ravens we haven't done Browns Ravens Browns Ravens I think this is the first time ever you've picked the highest possible pick you could on my ranking board wait what yeah that was, I, that I, was... I, I... I have nice. pleased the omniscient Woodward. Wow, okay. <laughs> oh uh, my god, I'm putting that on my business card. <laughs> omniscient Woodward. Uh, yeah, this... Um, I just... I'm so interested about the Ravens this season. Their ability to completely combust is frankly unrivaled from, you know, the highest heights of, you know... What was that? What were they averaging about thirty-five points a game? I've to, got it somewhere, I think. Yeah, to that 
collapse in post-season. I don't know, but it was, I think it was 31.4, something like that. Even so, it was it's, over it's, 30. it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. To Wait, who's this Derek Henry? <laughs> I thought we had the best running back in the league at quarterback. <laughs> I say that like it's a burn, it's not, it's a compliment. Uh, but yeah, no, Lamar Jackson yeah. is the dual threat, um, and I expect him to have a good game. I imagine the Ravens will absolutely go for Baker Mayfield um, and completely blitz him. Uh, he was um, picked apart in the secondary, I think, for, what, 342 yards? And I don't see, you know, anything but the Ravens absolutely steamrolling. That guy would not want to be Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Um, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens, First in points per game last season, as you said, and the best rush offense, and they're coming up against Cleveland's 30th ranked rush defense. So that's great from the get go. They've lost Joe Schobert as well. Is it Schobert, Schubert, something like that? Cleveland are better against the pass, they were 15th last season, but Lamar Jackson, 36 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 113.3 pass rating. And when the Ravens did beat the Browns last season, Lamar Jackson beat them with his arm, so that doesn't mean anything. The Ravens have the sixth best pass defense, so great news for Baker and his 78.8 passer rating from last season. Nick Chubb, 1,494 yards, eight touchdowns in 2019. He was instrumental when the Browns beat the Ravens in their first meeting last season. Yes, the Browns did somehow beat the Ravens. But the Ravens' rush defense has been helped with the addition of Calais Campbell and Patrick Queen. One question. Um, as I said, Baker Mayfield, 78.8 pass rating, 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Is this a make-or-break season? Yeah, I think it's fair yeah. to say so. Um, like you say, he was a big sufferer of, uh, what was it, sophomore slump, you called it? Yeah. And that's completely fair. Um, this comes to the point where he either needs to prove himself and step up a gear, or, well, I don't know, go to Canada? I mean... <laughs> But no, um, in all seriousness, this is really make or break. And uh, whether he can sort of step up to the plate, I'm not sure, um, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, this is probably make or break for the Browns as a team in general. You know, this is the yeah. most talent they've had on the roster in a really long time. And if they can't do anything with it, it is really true that they are just cursed. Yeah. And by the way, the it's completely unfair to say on. that Baker Mayfield would be in the CFL next season. He's obviously going to be in the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. Please don't beat us again. Oh, by the way, has anyone seen that... Um, I forgot his name now. Miles Gavitt just wants to talk with Mason Rudolph. Just wants to talk. Talk. To trap Mason. Yeah. Don't, go, don't <laughs> fall for it. Jesus. Run. Run. Uh, anyway, the Cleveland Browns are travelling to the Baltimore Ravens and by about 40 points, it's going to be the Browns. No, I'm joking. Ravens win. <laughs> yeah, no, Ravens win. Uh, Ravens win. I would lock it in if I hadn't already done so. It, it's. I think this is going to be an absolute steamroller. Okay, and Will has the ninth pick. My last pick is the Titans versus the Broncos. Mostly for the interest in seeing how the Broncos side is going to develop and the Titans side is going to develop. I think these are both teams which 
have been very interesting. Um, the Titans obviously had a much better year than anyone could have expected last year um, with their kind of sudden ascension to the playoffs and all the upsets and everything. They did a lot better than anyone expected, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they can move on from here. The Broncos are the much more interesting uh, prospect because they finally have Drew Locke. He's going to be an absolute gem this year, hopefully. They have yeah. added a lot of really good weapons at wide receiver, most notably, uh, was it Jerry Judy they got in the draft? Or was it yeah, Jerry Judy, yeah. Yeah, so they got Jerry Judy in the draft. He is an absolute stud of a player, um, fittingly for a horse team. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be a really interesting year. You know, John Elway finally got his tall white quarterback. Let's see if they can do anything else. Though, sadly, yeah. Von Miller is out for uh, foot injuries, so that's not yeah. great. Um, yeah, Drew Locke, limited sample size, seven touchdowns, three interceptions, pass rating of 89.7, and he's going up against a mediocre pass defense from last year, 17th in the NFL. The rush offense for the Broncos as well, it's quite strong, obviously, mostly backed by Philip Lindsay. But the key to this game isn't really the key to every other Titans game. It's Derek Henry, 1,540 yards, 16 touchdowns last year, 5.1 yards per carry, which, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, that opens up the play action if he does well. Ryan Tannehill, 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 117.5 pass rating. The highest pass rating of any player to have played as many games as he did. And, oh, that's my only note. I was going to say, and the rush offense is eighth, but that's for Bills and that's for wrong game. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I won't. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very promising game. It would have been more promising if Von Miller, you know, didn't have a freak accident. So, great for their season. I said this on the last episode, but the Bronco season is over. For me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, you know, the the Broncos had a really good opportunity this year. This will be a developmental year for them, but with Von Miller gone, oof. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans are travelling to the Denver Broncos on the Monday Night Football. I'm taking a Titans win. I am also going to take the Titans win. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do the same. Okay, six matches, six minutes from the Los Angeles Chargers are playing the Cincinnati Bengals. A new wave for both, obviously... Um, Joe Burrow is now the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, the captain as well. The Bengals have the 26th ranked offense in 2019, 30th in points per game. But Tyler Boyd is back. Um, AJ Green returns from injury. T. Higgins was drafted in the second round. The Chargers have the fifth best pass defense though last year, and they've added Chris Harris, but they have lost Derwin James, and they were much poorer in terms of passer rating. Um, Joe Mixon has a new contract as well, and Austin Eckler will be the main running back for the Chargers this year, and he's looked really promising. Anyway, the loss... Uh, does anyone have anything else? Sorry. No. I don't think so. No, okay. I, I really don't. The Los Angeles Chargers are travelling to the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm taking the Chargers win. Same. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers on this one. Joe Burrow's nice, but he's not that nice. Okay, let's... Let's do it then. Pittsburgh Steelers at New York Giants on the Monday Night Football. Daniel Jones, 2019, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and 87.7 rating. The Steelers had the third best pass defense in 2019 with no losses. 
and the Steelers were first in sacks, and sacks lead to fumbles, and fumbles lead to turnovers. Barkley, okay, you don't need to rub it in. Saquon <laughs> Barkley, wait, Saquon Barkley had 1,003 yards, six touchdowns, but the Steelers' rush defense last year was one of the best in the league as well. Roethlisberger returns to a offense that was 30th last season without him. Juju had 552 yards last season only. He needs to step up. But James Washington last year looked promising, 735 yards. Deontay Johnson, 680 yards. And the Giants have a 28th-ranked pass defense. James Conner is returning as the main running back for the Steelers, but hopefully he'll have help from Benny Snell and McFarland. Who I, is it Anthony McFarland, I think? I should know. I support this team while well, don't I? And the rush defense for the Giants was middling last season. The Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers are traveling to the New York Giants. Who wants to go first? Yeah, I have the Steelers taking a win on this one. As nice as our new offense-ish is, um, we still have a lot way to go on the rebuild. We have wide receiver and defensive pieces that we need to pick up to be a truly deadly team. And the Steelers' defense is very, very, very scary. Josh? Uh, sure. So, uh, the Steelers' defense, like you say, is immaculate. Um, oh, there is one word. particular player, which I'm not going to mention, but in all seriousness, it is fantastic. Uh, Hang on. <sighs> what is your problem with Bud Dupree? I, I just hate the guy. Sorry, oh, I just can't send him. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I see this being a, a Steelers win. Sorry, Will, just because of uh, the defensive prowess of the Steelers no, show. I mean, look. I picked the Steelers as well. You're not offending me by confirming <laughs> my priors. You know, when I first started predicting, like, I used to do it by myself on a spreadsheet a couple of years mm. ago. I never, oh, and then I, and then I like, got my dad doing it. I never, ever, ever picked the Steelers. I always went against them. So, I've got a coin. Hang on. Wait, really? This is how we're doing this. Okay. Tails, Steelers. The coin says Steelers, and that's how I'm. That's how I'm rolling. That's the only reason. Ooh, we are <laughs> making history today on the NFL. No, I ha I did pick the Steelers last year. Okay. But uh, I'm gonna have to message Will on Monday if the Giants win, and it's just gonna. I'm just gonna be able to hear the smugness. <laughs> Look, it's not going to happen. Like, even I'm Stop not that Stop jinxing optimistic. it for your side. I know what you're doing. Jinx, 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 jinx. Okay. The Steelers are going to get thrashed. It's going to be 50-0. Ben Roethlisberg will throw five interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to the next game, Ben. Eagles at the Washington football team. Who oh, are, boy. as of yet, not named still? Yeah, Dwayne Haskins not, apparently has had a good preseason. That's about it. Try to see if there's yeah. anything else, but I've lost my notes. The Eagles have the injury one. bug again. Yay, fun times Philadelphia today. It's Philly. Always injured in Philadelphia. Yeah, um, yeah Darius Slay is going to help the pass defense. The rush defense was one of the best in the league for Philadelphia last season. The rush defense for Washington was 31st. And the pass defense was 30th. The Eagles are tra traveling to the Washington football team. I'm taking an Eagles win. Yeah, the Eagles are also winning this one. A lot of, I've seen some pretty delusional fans out there being like, "No, 
the Washington footballers can take it, you know? Like, we we added so much of, like, no. No, you're still They've trash. got Chase you're Young. Actually, Woo. he's really good eventually. I mean, that, that is good, but, like, yeah. it's not that good. Seahawks at Falcons. It's a good oh, game wait, for Todd Gurley. Uh, oh, what? what? Uh, I'm taking Eagles as well. Oh, did you not? Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. I'm such a bad presenter. Seahawks had to I just assumed you'd said Eagles. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, fair. Seahawks <laughs> at Falcons. It's a good game for Todd Gurley to get started. The Falcons running back. 22nd rush defense in the NFL last year. The Seattle Seahawks had um, Atlanta's pass offense third best in the league. Russell Wilson... Russell Wilson, what more do I yep. need to say? 31 touchdowns, 5 yep. interceptions, 106.3 pass rating, and he comes up against a 24th ranked pass defense in the NFL. The Seattle Seahawks are traveling to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm taking a Seahawks win. Russell Wilson Seahawks will win. be doing Russell Wilson things, Seahawks. Okay, then let's go on to the final two games, which are going to absolutely rush through. Jets at Bills. Bills win. Yeah, this is the game Bills. I lock. Bills win. Oh, lock, locking the Bills. Good good idea. I, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, third best pass defense in the NFL last year, the Buffalo Bills, which I didn't know, according to um, passer rating. And finally, the Bears at Lions, Trubisky bad. Yeah, <laughs> Trubisky bad. When does he get benched? Never, because Matt Nagy's stupid. Never, because the thing they have left is Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a good quarterback. Was Better he, than Trubisky. He had one really good Super Bowl run, and then he looked pretty bad on the Jaguars last year. Yeah, but nobody really looked... Then again, he looked worse than Gardner Minshew, in all fairness. 21 million guaranteed. Well done, Chicago. Smart. <laughs> so, yeah, the Chicago Bears travelling to the Detroit Lions. I'm taking a Lions win. At least it's uh, not Detroit. Yeah, yeah Detroit. We're not Detroit. Uh, yeah, no, I put the lines down. Just a bit of time for the news, then, and we're going to start with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey has agreed a five-year contract extension with the LA Rams, $105 million, including $71.2 million guaranteed, making the highest-paid defensive back in NFL history, the first one to break the $100 million barrier. He's good, but when comparing him to other cornerbacks who are being paid far less... Does he deserve this much? No. I mean, I think the Rams nah. had to pay him that, if only because they'd stake so much of their future on him, and Jalen Ramsey knew that. Yeah, but... no, I, think, I think that's a, a fair a fair thing to say. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's worth what you're willing to pay for him, but yeah. it feels extortionate. I think that's, that's yeah. more they, of the vibe I'm getting. They couldn't have sent two first-round picks from whatever else they sent to the Jaguars, for one season of Jalen Ramsey. No. Yeah. That would have been suicidal. So they had to sort of... They, they knew they were going to have to pay an overly bloated price, which I, I think is what this is. Yeah, but I think this also... I mean, it typifies my problem with the Rams right now is that they're, you know, they're basically saying, like, we don't care what it takes. We want to win now. But the thing is... I really don't think this is the right opportunity. Just given the strength of the other teams in their division, even, I think that they need to bide their time and wait for something to happen before trying to capitalize on what they have. But at the same time, you know, the future is uncertain, as we very all 
you know, we, we, we all learned. Um, so, you know, maybe it is right. Just kind of go all in or go home. Yeah. Um, next story, Ryan Chazier has retired from the NFL, 28-year-old, two-time pro bowler with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You might remember he had a absolutely devastating spinal injury. Doctors didn't even know if he was going to walk again. And that moment was at the 2019 NFL draft where he walked onto the stage to announce the drafting of Devin Bush was genuinely one of the more emotional things I've ever seen. Yeah. Just seeing him back walking was, was so much so to hear him having retired from the NFL. It's not a surprise, and despite the fact that he didn't play many seasons, it wouldn't surprise me if his number 50 was retired by the Steelers, just because of you know how much he's um, meant to the city and how much the city has got behind him for his comeback. He said, quote, football gave me everything I wanted and more. It taught me about hard work, dedication, taught me to college and the NFL. It made me money and gave me a life most people could only dream about. Um, but the way I look at it, God put us all here for the purpose. For 20 years, he let me play football, and it's now time for me to do what he wants me to do. So, best of luck to Ryan Chazier in whatever he pursues. I think for he's sure. going into media. Nice. Ryan, if you ever want to play some the NFL Blitz, <laughs> you know, these two can fight to, to keep that, to keep the extra place. If they're even allowed oh, to have okay. any time off you... At all. And let's face it, actually, if you want to take my place, I will happily stand aside as well. God, I'd feel weird if he responded. <laughs> Don't send this to him. For love of God. <laughs> um, anyway, in other news, Bill Murray and Lamar Jackson have been signed by the Patriots and Jets, respectively. What do we make of this? Is Bill Murray, you know, the right player to play defensive end? In the NFL. You know, I would have thought it was a bit of a strange late career move for Bill Murray to uh, head into football. But, you know, if the if they're willing to pay him, then hey, why not? And I think we were all surprised when Lamar Jackson was caught by the New York Jets. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, um, I, did, I, I but, didn't even remember him getting traded to them. Yeah, re-signed. Uh, <laughs> it's the ultimate power move from Adam Gase. Yeah. Caught, caught the best. Oh, no, it's the cornerback. It's the cornerback. <laughs> yeah. and oh no um, it's Dust- not the Bill Murray comedian it's, yeah, it's funnily enough how old is he now yeah. very yeah I mean SNL Groundhog Day yeah defensive end for the Patriots it's it's a bit it's different it's a varied career yeah. yeah yeah it's a varied career um, Dustin Colquitt is the new punter for the Pittsburgh Steelers he replaces Jordan Berry after leaving the Kansas City Chiefs this off season and he recounted the story. His dad played for the Pittsburgh Steelers back when they played at Three Rivers Stadium. He's a Pittsburgh native. And he has admitted to peeing on the stadium. On well, Three that's, Rivers. That's nice. So, yeah. yeah, that's what's going on in Pittsburgh this week. Yeah, fun times in a, Pittsburgh a com- again. Yeah, confessional. Um, one of the more interesting news stories Colin Kaepernick is in Madden 21. EA Sports have confirmed they've re-added him. Don't buy Madden 21, not because Colin Kaepernick's in the game, obviously. Don't buy it because it's crap. But one of the things I wanted to mention is his rating. Kaepernick has a rating of 81, which doesn't seem odd by itself, until you notice that that is exactly level with Ben Roethlisberger... And better than 17 starters. Yeah, that is... Um, so, yeah. No. Better than Ryan Tannehill at 80. 
Um, Cam Newton, 78. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, 77. Teddy Bridgewater, 75. Daniel Jones, 72. Drew Locke, 70. Um, Gardner Minshew, 70 as well. Tyler Taylor, 69. To name a few. Yeah, that's... Wow. He's better than all yeah. of them, according to EA Sports. I mean, I mean look, l- EA Sports is dumb, and you should never pay attention to them, but at the same time, this is really dumb. Let's face it, I think that was a publicity stunt. And actually, whilst we're talking oh, about publicity... Oh, don't say. Yeah. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk made a really good point, which is that this announcement was made about, what, two, three weeks after the game came out? No, yeah. two weeks after the game came out. So he said, and I think he's absolutely spot on here, um, but 95% of the people who would have bought Madden have already bought Madden. There's not going to be many more buying it now. So it seems like it was a very deliberate thing to bring him in two weeks after the launch so that people go, oh, I'm not buying Madden now. I mean, I wasn't going to buy it anyway because it's dreadful. But um, (laughs) actually, I think it's now the lowest rated game on Metacritic ever. What? Yeah, it's got like uh, a 0.4. Bloody hell. So, great stuff. Not surprising, though. And also, um, obviously, the other thing that needs to be mentioned with this story is that this wouldn't have happened without the express consent of the NFL. So, we've come a long way, because when he was actually first cut from the game, not only was he cut from the game despite being a free agent still... There was a song in the game that mentioned Kaepernick's name, and he was bleeped out. I think this was Man in 18. So we've come a long way in that regard. The 49ers say their new slogan, Faithful to the Bay, isn't a dig at the Las Vegas Raiders. That's the story. I just find it funny. Sean Payton was recanting a story this week where he brought some TB12-branded water... And as a result, started getting a load of emails from TB12, from the marketing team, about more TB12 products. He said he asked Tom Brady if he could, personally, if he could um, get the emails to stop and said that immediately afterwards the emails doubled. (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely fantastic. We do have to um, end on a slightly darker note though and this is sort of why I brought in these uplifting stories so we'd be ready to go through this one Skip Bayliss has attacked Dak Prescott for opening up about his mental health should he be fired yes yes he um, should be fired yeah um, that would be preferable I... <laughs> I'm there's, always there's wary of saying there. he says yeah, it like... shows lack of leadership and weakness and for me, open, being opening Ooh, up boy. and showing vulnerability is actually a sign of strength. Strength, absolutely. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, Skip Bayless's entire job is to be a hot take machine, but this is see, not a hot take. This yeah, is this, just dumb. As I mentioned to and you, this is what worries me the most. Is I don't know if this is genuine belief or whether he said that for clicks. Because I mean, looking it's, at the man, eh, it's bad if it's, like 60, if it's 40. It's bad if it's his actual belief because no one should think, and I think that's why a lot of men have a stigma around discussing mental health. Sure. But if he's saying it purely because he knows it's controversial, that is downright immoral. Yeah. That's like actually, 
that is a sackable offence at that point. But the reason I bring this up is I do want to say to like the two people who listen to this podcast, whatever, if you are struggling with your mental health, talk to people. It's very important. And there will be links in the description on where you can find um, help with mental health. So Nice. I wanted to turn this into a positive. Anyway, let's go to the first two-minute drill of the new year. Tua had the highest-selling jersey of the summer, according to NFL Store Europe. Would you ever buy a rookie's jersey? Yeah. I wouldn't. It's too much of a risk. I would get to this. Um, well, let's put it this way. The one sports jersey I do own was from a player who got traded the year after I bought it. So, yeah. you know. See, when I when I picked my jersey, and sorry, Josh, for bringing this up, I wanted <laughs> a player who was on a long contract, who was in a position where he was likely to get an extension, and who was already a proven player in the NFL. And so I got, I got that one. Um, That's fair. Um, both, I've got two Dolphins jerseys and both have left, Ryan Tannehill and Jarvis Landry. Um, always fun see, times there. See, the other thing you can do is go for the Legends jersey. So you could go for Marino or yeah. Bradshaw. If, if I was to do that, I think I'd get Joe Green. Fair. Or Jerome Better. Joe Betts. The Better. Brain melting. Um, the America's Game documentary on the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs called the Chargers San Diego. Is that a subtle hint? I think it's just punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Wood knew what he was doing there. Don't don't yeah. let him. Don't let him get mistaken. The best quarterback mustache, Josh Allen or Gardner Minshew. Both are like Gardner proper seventies. It's like seventies dad, yeah, Gardner Minshew. They both changed their um, profile pictures the Buffalo Bills and Jacksonville Jaguars on Twitter to Josh Allen and Gardner Minshew, respectively, with their big mustaches. Fantastic. <laughs> You'd have to see it. Oh, absolutely. The Dan Patrick Show claims that Tom Brady's decision this offseason came down to the Bears and the Bucks. Is this just another chance to laugh at Chicago? Yes. Ha. <laughs> There's no, there's no realistic way I think he was going to the Bears. Um, let let's be real, lads. Fun times, Chicago today, Chicago. It's probably the only places with probably worse weather than Foxborough. So yeah, it just don't make any sense. Honestly, yeah. And wrong answers only. What will be the most notable moment of Week One? I'm gonna go with Mitch Trubisky throwing a 99-yard touchdown to himself. <laughs> Okay, um, I mean, Adam Gase is definitely engineering a spellbinding New York Jets masterclass, which will set the NFL alight and push them on the way to their eventual Super Bowl appearance. Jets score 50 points. Yes. And it ends up being their lowest preseason points total. Absolutely. Yeah. Or regular season, sorry. I think the best moment will be in the Bucks Saints game where Tom Brady takes a particularly vicious sack and a bit of his fake skin is peeled off to reveal the <laughs> robot underneath. <laughs> my, my, my other one for Saints Bucks is um, Gronk retires mid game. Brady and Gronk <laughs> I mean, both retire mid game. <laughs> honestly. Tampa where robots go to die. Yeah. And that was the two-minute drill completed, and that completes the NFL Blitz for today. Thank you for listening. My thanks go to Josh and Will 
The intro and end music for the NFL Blitz was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. We're back sometime next week with another podcast going through all of the games from week one of the NFL season. Until then, I've been Alex Woodward and don't just have a good weekend. Like the best play in NFL history, have an immaculate one. Goodbye.